there's a lot of talk going around about a COVID-19 conspiracy or about governments using the COVID-19 outbreak as a way to increase control and become draconian, you know, with police drones and a whole bunch of new laws and all of this stuff. Now, the specifics of this will be different based on the country, but I want to address it in general. Firstly, there's no evidence to suggest that the virus itself was man-made. There's a lot of different and independent research facilities that look into the structure, you know, genetically of the bug, and is like, hey, this clearly jumped from species, and it clearly evolved. It's, it's very easy when something happens to want to point to a cause, and to point to want to blame someone. It's, it's hard to accept a cause of nature, right? If this was a mass earthquake that just continued happening, you couldn't really blame that on a conspiracy or a group of people trying to create it. But because it's a virus and because we're familiar with the idea of virus manipulation and growth, it seems like an easy, an easy fix. The problem with the idea of creating a virus as a you know, conspiracy is that there has to be a bunch of people involved over a bunch of time. And in addition, a virus as a weapon is a terrible idea because you release it somewhere and in our world it spreads everywhere. And given the nature of the virus, it's going to kill heaps of people. It's going to cause a massive economic downturn. And it might even kill the people that, you know, quote-unquote created it. It... Biological weapons, are like like bugs that can like this, would just just are terrible. They just will spread and can start impacting your own country or or your own people. And to suggest that it would be like a small cabal of people is is equally silly because they too could die. And the other problem with biological weapons is they can get out of control. You know, if there is a risk that COVID nineteen will mutate or change, making it more deadly. So anyone doing a sort of conspiracy down that path, it's like, mm, what purpose do they have? No matter what, there's always going to be conspiracies. People will always think that there's this overarching reason or cause behind it. But you've got to look at the reasons why. What, what do they have to gain? And what would you have to do to attain it and to do it? To be able to have the facilities to make a bug like this, to release it, to disperse it, you would need massive amounts of funding, and then also a very, very tight-lipped group of people that are experts, and it just doesn't work. It just wouldn't happen. And the second thing that people point to is go, well, okay, but look at all of these people doing all of these things. They're taking advantage. This happened during 9-11 and, and every other conspiracy. It's like, yeah, but what about this person who took out insurance? Or what about, you know, how the governments did this? And now what about when this person stayed in power? And there'll be reasons. And, and, and the thing is, is from this outbreak, people are going to profit. People are going to profit from it because that's what humans do. Humans take advantage of the situation, Right. People will see a situation and go, huh, okay, I'm going to take advantage of that because, you know, people are entrepreneurial. They want to win. They want to keep going. So there will be distinct winners that come out of this. A lot of losers, but there will be certain groups that will win. And it's easy to look at the, the, the state of the world after the fact and go, hmm, okay, but this government now was able to push this bill through or this company rose to power on the back of this or this person was able to make a massive profile because of it they must have caused it that last step isn't right 
The reason it's not right is because no matter what happens, people will act and their actions will cause some of them to win. Now, you don't hear about all the losers, but you do hear about the winners. You hear about the ones that are winning and that that sort of benefited most from it because they're the standouts. So if you find out a company, for example, I'm just making up something, but a company that makes masks rises, you know, 10 times market share and CEO makes a billion dollars and, you know, all of their employees get heaps of money and yada yada. You'd be like, oh, conspiracy, they they caused this. Did they? Or did they, were they just in the position to take advantage of the current world situation? Or you'd be like, oh, the governments are now using, you know, flying drones with, you know, police lights to break up people. They must have caused this. Maybe. <laughs> Doubtful. What's likely is, is they're going, okay, how can we use technology to best solve the situation? And yes, they'll probably keep that technology in place. There's that that, that liberty and freedom versus security and safety argument. There's an absolute risk that there's an absolute risk that we will create more laws that will entrap us to combat this. And that, that's just sort of the way of things. There's this, always been this battle between being completely free and being safe. Now, in terms of like, you know, like the more the country's locked down, the more totalitarian, the more controlling, the more dictatorial, the more, you know, down that path, the quote unquote safer society is because people can do less. Okay, there's less there's less freedom. But with less freedom comes more security in the sense that one overarching government can control what people do. You go down the other path and you're completely quote unquote free. But the problem is is that in that freedom, everyone's free and everyone's free to act how they like. And unfortunately that can cause people to take liberties of that freedom and cause the rest of society to suffer. So if you take the current case, if everyone's free and does nothing, COVID spreads and more people die, right? There's a risk of mutation, etc. If we restrict people's access, we lose that freedom, but we gain a bit of security. And now the battle is, is finding where do we feel this security should lay? Should it lay here or should it lay over here or should it lay down here? Now, some countries that are already totalitarian have the ability to lock their country down, to to turn universities into, into hospitals, to, you know, just to act. Whereas other countries, we've got this, you know, particularly the more freer democracies have a, lot, a slower process to make this change because they have to get the populace on board because they can't, you know, the, the, the leaders are elected and there's this whole process. But what, none of this means there's a conspiracy. I guarantee you there'll be, the laws will pass based on, you know, in Australia and America and other countries that will reduce freedoms right? And the reason they all pass is because we'll look at the response that the world had to this crisis and go, if this happens again, we need to be able to act. And there's a bunch of conspiratorial people that following me that are on Facebook that I know that will think that that's just another sign of, you know, the, the, the cabal of lizard people taking over for a lack of a better expression. There will be a response and that response will have to come in place because we haven't responded in a way that we're on the back foot. We're dealing with this going, oh my God, we've been blindsided by this this virus. 
there's a sh there's shortages, there's lack of research facilities in place, there's lack of stockpiles of vital medical equipment, we're scrambling. If we were in a fight, we've been punched and we're trying to fight back from being dazed right now. It'd be far better to be able to fight on the front foot. And that may mean giving police and governments powers that they don't already have. Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I don't know. I don't know how to define where it is because we don't know where it'll land. But what I do know is, is that there will be some freedoms restricted. It's like what happened in Australia when there was a mass shooting. The government was like, hmm, that's not good. Let's take away the guns. And now Australia's been pretty much free of mass shootings, right? And, and then you look to a country like America that has mass shootings quite often, and the government's like, let's keep the guns widely available. And it's just it just keeps happening. Now, obviously, different cultures, different contexts, yada yada. But the Australian laws are less free, are more restrictive than the American laws. So there's more freedom in that sense in America. But the consequence of that more freedom is that people are more easily able to get the guns and therefore commit the crimes. The thing is, is with gun, with, you know, with, with mass shootings, it's a couple of hundred people, right? Terrible. But it's a couple of hundred compared to potentially hundreds of thousands to millions from a virus outbreak. <laughs> so you can argue that each, each individual action of a gunman is terrible, but it's not catastrophic to, you know, the world's economy, literally. It's a terrible tragedy, but to push through a reform or change with, you know, each instance, even if, if each instance is 50 people, 50 people, 50 people, 50 people in one state of America, in one town of America, will be not felt that significantly across the whole of America or the whole of the world. So it's very hard to push through these changes, whereas COVID-19 is being felt by everyone everywhere which is why there'll be different changes. Who knows where this will land? There'll be stimulus packages put through, there'll be changes in government. It... Now, some of those changes will have already been wanting to be pushed. People who wanted the changes that will eventually come through have caused this crisis. Humans are very easy, very, very good at predicting or kept us alive and kept us going. We evolved to be able to see patterns and make quick connections. Because if we see like, we can connect very quickly off, that's a snake and we'll avoid, right? Or we need to make very quick social. cloud and we're very quickly to able to see faces and animals right it's, it's even visual you can look why does that work why do why do we see that well we're pattern we're pattern making creatures the problem comes when we apply that to global events Likely, 
more likely is is that people are taking action. So the chances of there being a global conspiracy is quite low, if not impossible, because of all of the moving parts of the world. Yes, people make deals. Yes, people do all of this sort of stuff. And there have been conspiracies being about, but it's it's just it's just unlikely because of the mass coordination needed of what would have to happen. What's far more likely is that people are just taking advantage of a situation. And I'll put it right down to the micro level, to me, right? How am I, quote unquote, taking advantage of this situation? Well, I'm doing more podcasts. I'm doing more Skillshare courses, right? I'm, I'm, I'm releasing more of my content online. Why? Well, people are going to be staying at home. People are going to be wanting more stuff to do at home. So they're going to be wanting to learn more stuff at home. So I'm like, okay, well, how can I take advantage of this? Quote, unquote. I take advantage of this by putting out more content, by doing exercise courses online, by doing self-defense courses. People are worried about their self, their safety. People are wanting to get fit. I have that knowledge and I have a platform to deliver it. So it would be wise of me to do that. So I am. I've seen an uptick in my views. Did I cause this? Well, of course not. But I'm taking advantage of the situation. Sounds callous, but it also makes sense. But you apply that across every field to every person. Politicians will be doing this. Business leaders will be doing this. Everyone is doing this, right? You take advantage of the situation you've got to best better yourself. And when the situation drops and comes back to normal, that's what people will be doing as well, right? It's what we do in response. It might seem callous, it might seem harsh, but it is a fact of human nature. It doesn't mean there's a conspiracy about it. I want to I highlight a couple more things on this because obviously it's quite topical. People are looking at saying, look at the numbers, look at the numbers of COVID-19. And, you know, you look at the numbers now and then you look at it to where it could be and you're like, hmm, is, is the numbers... Do the numbers justify the response? If we don't respond with a over-the-top, quote-unquote, response, the medical system of every country could be crippled. If people die that are experts in certain fields, right, we can't get them back. They're done. That's it. That means that we're set back because experts can't be replaced, right? Once again, let's, let's bring it back to the macro, to the small to the small area of where you live. Let's say that you've got a favorite pizza shop and they make a really good pizza place, better than you've ever, made, ever had before, right? And you just love that shop. If that owner dies, those pizzas aren't coming back, right? Very small example, because you can get pizza anywhere. But what if that pizza guy instead was a some sort of inventor of some sort of technology, or he's a medical expert, or he's a master economist, or something, or some sort of position in society that is, you know, requires a lot of study, a lot of real world experience, and then that person dies. He's not coming back. Now apply that across the thousands of people that could die from this. If we don't respond, those people will die. That sits back in societies. And beyond that, all of the individual loss that we may face. I would just suggest that the numbers might be small now, but they have a chance to exponentially grow. And it'd be ideal to cut it off with extreme actions now rather than risk those losses. 
because it would be terrible to look back and go, oh, millions died from this, we should have done more. It'd be better to say, only a couple of hundred thousands died from this because we took strong, significant action. I'm going to put a couple of links down below to probably the best resources explaining this on the topic um, that I like to show. One's an eight-minute video, the other one's a 30-minute video, and they are they will deconstruct exactly the, the, the realistic view of why this is important and why we need to act. So check it out. If you have any questions about this or if you think there is a conspiracy and you want to like, you know, have a bit of back and forth on this, contact me on social at Zach P. Phillips or via my website, Zachary-Phillips.com. And let's have a let's have a discussion on this because I want to see what you're thinking. And if you can, you know, by all means, convince me. I'm very willing to change my mind, right? If if there is some sort of conspiracy, I want to know about it. But you need to provide me with the evidence and let's discuss it because perhaps you're right and I want to know. So, let's talk. Cheers.